If we want to find solutions to some of our world's greatest challenges, whether it's climate change or food security, we need everybody on board. And that includes everybody's talent, know-how, expertise, and of course that includes women since we are 50% of the population. Hello, this is the weekly Tradecast podcast brought to you by UNCTAD, the UN's trade and development body. I'm Sarah Toms. We're exploring how major events are shaping trade and development and how that affects billions of people around the world. This week, we're looking at women and how they benefit from investment and why a lack of financing is undermining development. Gender inequalities in society mean women are routinely paid less than men and are more likely to leave work to care for children or elderly relatives. For women who are running or starting a business, the challenges of securing loans or investment can be even more daunting. For developing countries, having more female entrepreneurs offers the benefits of more jobs, new skills and growth for communities and economies. So what can we do to increase investment in women and unlock their full potential? To find out, I'm joined now by Stefania Bonilla, an economist in UNCTAD's division on investment and enterprise for more than 10 years. She's passionate about women's empowerment, volunteering for a local association working to challenge gender stereotypes about careers from a young age. She also likes to dance, play football, and contribute her two cents to disrupting the patriarchy. Well, you have to tell me more about that later. To start off, why is it so important to invest in women? Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. That's a big question. I think there's a lot of reasons why we need to invest in women, starting with if we want to find solutions to some of our world's greatest challenges, whether it's climate change or food security, we need everybody on board. And that includes everybody's talent, know-how, expertise. And of course, that includes women since we are 50% of the population. So we need to invest in women as business leaders, as entrepreneurs, as change makers, as solution finders, and as innovators we need to invest in women, we also look at another angle here at UNCTAD, and we look at the link between women's empowerment and attracting more investment. And so we work with governments who are competing to attract a lot of investment into their countries, into key sectors like education, health, climate change, these sectors that are related to the sustainable development goals. And women's participation in these sectors increases their competitiveness and their attractiveness to investors. So it really is a means to not only get more investment, but more equitable distribution of the benefits from investment. And of course, not to mention that gender equality also contributes to social cohesion, to stability. And these are key factors that investors are looking at when they're investing in a country. What are some of the common challenges for women then starting or building businesses in the developing world? Generally speaking, Women face uh, various challenges related to access to land, access to finance, also access to, you know, you mentioned it in the introduction, care infrastructure and care support services. I think these are really key to unlocking women entrepreneurs and women as business leaders. We also know women are overrepresented in the informal economy, and this prevents them from growing and, and expanding. Then there are barriers that are more sector specific and women tend to be underrepresented in the STEM fields, you know, in science, technology and engineering and math. And so then they may need special support um, in this area. What are the challenges that differ from men? Why do they find it particularly difficult? I mean, the sources are really complex. 
But the inequalities that exist in the economy, the gender inequalities, there's a lot of reasons for those. And they can be cultural, they can be socioeconomic, and some are also really structural. What we look at is that policies do not exist in a vacuum from these inequalities, right? So if policies do not address the specific obstacles that women face in certain sectors or in the economy, then these policies risk reinforcing the existing inequalities. I think we need better policies and we need better data. So if we want more inclusive, more resilient economies, we need more inclusive policies. And it's really important for governments to know what the barriers are, and they may be different for different women. You know, it's not the same, you know, across races, across socioeconomic mm. statuses. Um, of course, the barriers that highly educated women face in the capital of a country may not be the same that those of lower income levels um, living and working in rural areas. Now, are there any particular industries or sectors where women routinely do well? I know you mentioned textiles. Aside from that, women could feel pigeonholed, couldn't they? That's a really interesting question because it forces us to really define what we mean by women doing well. Mm. I gave the example about the textile sector because this is a sector in countries that typically or historically has has attracted a lot of investment. And if we only look at the indicator of employment, yes, it's investment that's generated employment. But I think countries are now realizing that it's not enough, right? It's not just about counting mm. women or counting jobs. It really is about the development impact and the quality of jobs, the decency of jobs. So governments are now more proactively looking at attracting not any type of investment, but really investment that really contributes to resilience and economic development beyond that. I think the priorities now is to upgrade the sectors where they are overrepresented for various reasons, but also to support women going into and transitioning towards these new and up and coming sectors, you know, whether it's digital sectors, artificial intelligence, energy related sectors, these sectors related to sustainable development. We need to push for women to be there. Governments are doing a lot and encouragingly, we see that they are increasingly doing so. One of the things they're doing is they're proactively going out there to target investment projects that will have a positive impact on women. And so they're doing this by defining criteria and prioritizing investment projects. They're looking at the potential employment, quality employment opportunities for women that an investment project can bring in. They're also looking at any opportunities that women can have as suppliers to link with foreign investors um, and link with their global and regional value chains. Interestingly, investment promotion agencies and governments are increasingly looking at an investor's track record on gender equality and any commitments that they have on gender equality when they're you know, prioritizing, analyzing whether they want to target or prioritize an investment. Another thing I'd like to point out is that these institutions that are part of, usually part of the government, they're not working alone. They're working with, you know, development partners, but they're also working with institutions in the country that are working for and with women, whether it's the Ministry of Women's Affairs or local institutions. And this is new because, again, several years back, an investment agency or the ministry in charge of investment may have been working in silos, and now they're working together. And this is encouraging because it means it's a whole of government approach addressing women's empowerment and how it can have a positive impact on the economy and attract more and better investment. What more can governments and multilateral institutions and the private sector do to be more inclusive? For me, the first step is be deliberate about being inclusive. Really set a commitment, set a target, and it's to be included in the strategies of the institution and policies, and it's to be included in our research. 
And then the next step is start getting more data, you know, and start asking the questions. Whatever field you're working on, whether it's economics or something else, you know, what are the specific barriers that women are, are facing? Are they overrepresented? Are they other underrepresented? Are there different groups of women that are not there? And again, as part of a, not just women, as part of an inclusivity approach. An important thing to realize, especially developing countries now, they're in such a difficult situation right now. A lot of them face limited resources, tight public budgets. We're in a polycrisis context. And so maybe some may say, well, yes, we want to invest in women's empowerment and, and gender equality, but we have a lot of other competing priorities to take care of. It shouldn't be seen as a trade-off. Gender equality and women's empowerment is really a means to better focus policy efforts, to better focus programs so that they have a greater development impact. Thank you so much. That was Unctad Stefania Bonilla, who was this week's guest. Tune into the weekly Tradecast next week and every week for more insights on the most pressing issues around the world of trade and development. There's even more on our website, unctad.org. I'm Sarah Thomas in Geneva. Goodbye for now.